0: Hey guys, Jesse from Flyers Alley. I'm here to tell you to head on over to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use our promo code OCS in all caps to save 25% on your hemp-derived CBD oils, functional mushroom blends, and edibles for you and your doggos. We all love Body Check Wellness, the Alley, you guys will too. And welcome to Flyers Alley. I'm your host, Jesse. Bell. With me, as always, uh, for the past couple weeks, I guess. Frankie James, what's going on, brother? How you doing?
1: Hey, brother. How are we doing today? Hopefully better than me.
0: Yeah, frank has got a little cold. It was a party in a hotel. Caught a little, a little vibe. Um, we are going to have the mayor of John Street on around 1.30, so that should be probably when I'm done, maybe done these ad reads and such. Um, but maybe not. So uh make sure you uh like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash flyers Alley on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod one and Instagram at Flyers Alley. Also go to www.oldcitysports.com old spelled O L D E and check out all the rest of the shows on the network, um, all the credential articles and such. Um also If you're in the Tri-State area and need some work done, go to www.buyallowisconcrete.com and use our buddy Frank the Animal. He's the best in the biz. That being said, let's get into some Alley Talk. This segment of Alley Talk is brought to you by... BioCheck Wellness. Go to www.biocheckwellness.com. Use promo code OCS for 25% off your hemp-derived CBD oils, function mushroom blends, and edibles for you and your doggos. They do work. I'm telling you right now, I gave it to Ben Bell knocked his ass out.
1: Oh, no. I gotta try those mushrooms. They're probably, they're probably great for the voice.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know, I know Riley... He he hits them up while they're doing uh, nasty knuckles all the time. He's always a little body checked up. So
1: <laughs> that's I think a good one.
0: Collective, right? Maybe I should. Maybe I should get one.
1: I think you definitely need it.
0: A little high, strong. I feel.
1: Oh yeah, you're, you're strong.
0: I apologize to you on national, you know, Facebook. I apologize. So um, you're never getting that again. Yes. Anyway, um So we have a special segment today. It's going to take up most of the time here. Um, it's gonna be a segment called the prospect we thought they were segment. Crookies, crookies, and dad's getting blown. Um, <laughs> you love that. You love it. So this is gonna be the segment. I'll bring it up. Uh, we'll have it up there for a second, but let's let's dive into this, man, boy. So. We're going to do this thing where we're going to talk about their scouting reports. That's why it's a scouting report episode. It's a scouting report special. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Frank, we're doing this solely because I think it's being done because of, I would say, the ignorance of the fan base and some of the media. uh, Being a little confused on what these players were drafted as when they came, came into the franchise, whether it be the AHL, the ECHL, or the NHL, and what they actually ended up being. Uh, Frank went into a lot of work, had gotten into a lot of work to bring this to us. So we're gonna start off with Morgan Frost. Frank, you like to take the stage. I think you have one, I'll have another set of, of things as well.
1: Yeah, and before I get into it, you know, we've been talking about this for a few weeks. It's been one of those things that you know, we see these players come in and we, we have an expectation because of what we're being told prior to the draft. And then when it doesn't pay now and it's totally the other way, well, now there's questions. So let's dive back into the draft of Morgan Frost. Drafted 2017, round one, 27th pick overall. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. You should get a good player. First round, 27th. This is what futureconsiderations.com had said about Morgan Frost. A playmaking pivot who reads the game intelligently, calm, and poised. Agile on his skates and possesses excellent edge work. The only edge work I see from him is probably in lawn care. Okay. Oh, whacker. (laughs) Whacking. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, would you have another one? If you would like to take that one, then we can talk about it.
0: Uh, yeah, so as Frank said, he was a uh, first-round draft pick, 27th overall in the 2017 draft. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy because I am I am very willing to admit when I'm wrong. So I was wrong and then right, and then wrong. Um, we are always right at one point. I, 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 be, I have got. to be right at one point. Um, so the, th- the thing about this is he's 22 years old. He's 5'11", 170 pounds. Um, he came into the OHL in 2015-16 with the Sioux Greyhounds. So we're just going to go from that. I will highlight some points here. His highlighted points here is 2017-18 with the Sioux uh, Greyhounds. He had 112 points, he played seven games, 42 goals, 70 assists, 112 points. OK, and mind you, playoffs that year. Excuse me. Um, he played 24 games, had 10 goals, 19 assists and 29 points. Um, so now that is a, that's a highlight year. Um so, his highest year since then, um, you know, we'll get out of the OHL and we'll go into the AHL and, and the NHL. His highest year was his uh, freshman year of uh, AHL play with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, 1920. And he's, he had 13 goals, 16 assists, 29 points. Um, there was no playoffs for that. He played 41 games. Now he is categorized as still a Lehigh Valley phantom. Um, this year with the Flyers, he's got two goals, five assists, seven points in 26 games. So, if you want to say, it, I think I I will say that I was wrong original. I was I was right originally, then I was wrong because I was backing him up because I liked his gameplay, and now it's. Um, it's just, it's, it's, he's a bust as yeah. of right, as of right now.
1: I mean, you know, hockeyprospects.com Another one, Morgan has good hockey sense and he reads, plays quickly in all three zones and reacts accordingly. Now I was always on the sense of him being a goal scorer, the sniper. Now we're not seeing that too much in what they're saying about him good hockey sense, reads plays quickly. What are we seeing with that kind of take? Is he one of those just gets to puck up ice and delivers when he can? You know, uh, it comes point, and this is kind of defending Morgan Frost. And once again, the media, the fan base, it takes a toll. Philadelphia, you always said, it's a tough place to play with certain things like that. That may have taken a toll on him a little bit. Have been looking at him like he's a player that he's not. So I'm kind of going to defend him a little bit, but but, but like you had said, you saw some incredible numbers. Is there offensive? Ta- I mean, offensive talent, of course. But what kind of what kind of player is Morgan Frost on the Philadelphia Flyers?
0: And and also, is it so? I had I had said recently, if um, you know. Claude Giroux, which, you know, we can dive into that at some point. This is going to be a lengthy episode. I'm okay with that. Great episode. So, uh yes, yeah, drink that Red Bull. Um, the, uh, now, is he one of the players that could, you know, I don't want to say replace Claude Giroux, but kind of be plugged in for that type of role. Now, I think there's going to be a couple, a couple of different players that are going to be helping in that role and become one that would make something like Claude Giroux. But not not one individual that's going to do it. Um, now his numbers were so far in the past that that highlight year was not you know three or four years, five years ago. That's that's a long time to not be producing. So um, it's it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow when it's you know one of these guys and you know then he got injured and you know one of these guys is supposed to come up and be he is he is a sharpshooter like he is he's a cool scorer. He was a goal scorer, and now he's been um, kind of molding himself into a playmaker, and that's a, that's a rough thing for me to for me to actually you know kind of be okay with. To be honest with you, well,
1: it co- well, it comes with the aspect of were you drafting him t- as a goal scorer. Like, is this a mistaken of a tr- of a bronze? Okay, I can respect that. Like when we drafted him, were we looking for were we looking for that goal score? We drafted him. Now with the ability to see where he goes, where he plugs in, I mean, Jess, five years in the pros. A little cold down here. Put the oh. little bad boy on. Looks what? good on you. Oh, my, uh, great times. Five years in the pros. Five years. Long time. Not consistent because he hasn't been in the league in the NHL for five years, but there's developmental time. You always said some players can develop better in the NHL. And I think we both can agree Morgan Frost may not be that player, but you have to keep him up. What's he going to play? Your first round pick, 27th overall, you can't have eight years in the minors. That's a bust. That's a bad draft pick.
0: Or it's or it's he's being brought up, which he is being brought up every year. Just like the the, the reason they're bringing these guys up um, injuries. Is, is injuries and is to save the day. Um, my 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 real good friend Wade Allison in the same in the same uh, he's in the same category, you know. And one hundred percent agree. But is it is this a, is this a prime example of the Flyers bringing these prospects up at the wrong time? I don't think so. I just don't think – I think Morgan Frost, at this point in time, before we start getting torched by people, which, you know, good luck. I can't wait. Them. I
1: was about to say I can't wait for wipe in the comments. Uh,
0: me too. I, your beer looks great,
1: by the way. Your beer looks great. What's
0: that? Your
1: oh, beer looks
0: great. Oh, maybe switch to the, the land lover.
1: hope the landscape's watching. Yeah. I hope you know. um,
0: with that being said, at this point, I think he can be categorized as a boss, but at the same time, I don't think this is his fault. So, and I'm going to
1: comment on that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that, that's, that's what I got. From. So well, I,
1: I love what you just said because it kind of altered my mind. They're bringing up these young players. Even when Claude Drew became captain, you brought up Frost. They're being put in situations to fail.
0: Yeah.
1: Morgan Frost was not, probably wasn't ready. Comes up on injuries. And it's like, okay, save the world. Okay. Hey, Claude, you know, we just got the two of the best players in the league. Hey, buddy, you're the captain now.
0: Yeah. Like, um it's kind of like the I uh, like this take that uh Scotty Upshaw from uh, uh Missing update um he uh he said actually uh, G, a GM and a coach they're they're brought in to be fired and at this point in time you're bringing these players in they're supposed to be hopefuls uh to save the day and it's it's not fair it's not fair to the fan base which I can't believe I'm defending right now um the fan base, the media, and it's not fair to the to the to the players. Because you know, and now look at Aku Bell. <laughs> I mean, come I, on. that's
1: that's come we should have picked, picked him because that's a real interesting one.
0: We could do um, another one. We could do another one. We could pull one. players all season. We could do it. Oh, I just want
1: to make one take. Um if I'm wrong. Did Scotty Obshol contact you recently and he told me to fuck himself? Because <laughs> well, you, you didn't think it was him.
0: <laughs> I didn't think it was him. I didn't think
1: it was him yeah, gotta got tell that story.
0: I just I just didn't think it was him so I hung off on him and Shannon. Epic. Epic. What do not need to do? I mean I'll check my email.
1: Hey, know. this is Scotty Upshaw No, it's not going fuck yourself.
0: That's exactly what my, my wife was like, What did you just do? I'm like, ah fuck it. But moving on. Um our next uh guy here, Ivan Proveroff, and I think this is gonna be a hot topic also for you know. So many people watching. Um, a lot of people are kind of torn on the fact that it he may be moved at the trade deadline. I I am personally one of those people. Frank is not, which that's okay. But I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's. All, I'm on the fence about it. Um, you want to go with yours with yours first, and then I'll go with mine.
1: Yeah, Ivan trade the 2015, first round, seventh overall. Now that's a player. That's up there. That's up there. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Here's what Elite yeah. Prospects in 2014 had said. Now, bear with me because this is a lengthy one.
0: Yeah, no, go for
1: it. An offensively gifted defenseman. And they spelled defenseman wrong, so that's, that's not good. <laughs> it's who, in there. <laughs> yeah, an offensively gifted defenseman who can direct the game's pace when the puck is – Hold yeah. on, real quick. Break, breaking news.
0: The mayor of John Street. What's
2: going on? How are you? You ask for the mayor, what do you get? The <laughs> fucking mayor. What's going on, boys? Fuck. What Man. up? There we go. There he
1: is. Well, I'll pause for a second. Mayor, how are you?
2: I'm doing great, Frank. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, I feel sorry for your vocal cords, but that's no surprise. They blow out twice a week.
0: I, I, I,
1: I, it's all about the dedication. I was on a show with Co- me and Chessie not long ago. We're literally like dying with COVID, sweating, like doing a show. I think we had an interview actually. Yeah, we just had um um a reverend show off for the first time, and we're just like, dude, I got, I can't, I can't even see anymore. Like the sweat was all about dedication. So before you came on, we were getting. Re- I was diving into the Ivan Provorov, his what elite prospects had said about him before he was drafted. So I'll pick it up from there. An offensively gifted defenseman who can direct the game's pace when the puck is on his stick. Provo is a quick and agile skater with an accurate release on his shot. When he can get off anywhere below the blue line, creates many chances on the power play, and he can even create offense during the penalty kill. All in all, complete defenseman who knows how goals are scored and executes accordingly. Curtis Cho, Elite Prospects 2014. Now, we heard a lot of offense in there. We heard a lot of agile skater. We heard a lot of games pace, which I'm big on. Time. Spend time on the ice. Eat up minutes. Um, this is, so far, pretty accurate. I see him way more as a defensive defenseman. Maybe potential to uh, – Maybe double digit goals like 12, 13. But his point is to eat up the minutes, shut down defensemen. That's what I want him to be. Um, I think this is pretty accurate because he does have potential to to produce offense. I mean, you can see, you see, profile. He's actually been scoring some offense a little bit um, recently. He does do well in the power play, he eats up minutes. (laughs) He's got a stone down there. Right i think way, this was David. pretty this was pretty good this was pretty good um so that, that's what i had to say about that one
0: so i got a, i got another half and that's uh mayor this is what we're doing he's got one one side up i got another one up and we're kind of just deciding whether it's busted or not Wade, i've i have seen your comment i'll bring it up afterwards uh we didn't say that so um don't attack me yet i know you're mad because you know you're not sleeping um so I'm on hockey DB. I got it up. Uh, you know, like Frank said, he was drafted first round, seventh overall, 2015. So my thing is, is he is is he was in the US 2013-14 um, season. And uh what I what I'm noticing here is uh his points are are incredible. Well, his game's played are incredible. points are not not I can't even say not too shabby, but they're they're very impressive. Um even this year, they're not that they're not that bad. Um, his points in? So we'll go from what they were. That's a highlight year. <laughs> the w, uh, what's, what's the problem?
1: He's just got this ass card. Like
0: what are you doing? Come me. How about
2: on brand, brother. Yeah.
0: He's also got a got a a, a craftsman in the background there. Again, cool. on brand. Three rock and roll. Um. So when he was with the, the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, in the WHL, he had uh, twenty-one goals, fifty-two assists, and seventy-three points, uh, and was a plus minus of
1: sixty-four. Plus
0: sixty-four. So and What's that was minutes look like sixty-two games played. Uh he also had a playoff run of three goals. 10 assists, 13 points in 21 games. Now, this year, he has 5 goals, 12 assists, 17 points in 42 games. So, Mayor, I will let you take over from there. I'm going to say not so, boss, and I'm actually going to take back my one for him to actually be moved at the trade deadline. Wow. wow I, need they more attention. I need to pay more attention to the statist- uh, statistical aspect of of this and uh on ice, he I mean, and with these stats are saying, uh, like Wade had said right here, um, Proveroff is not a boss, he does his job night in night out. I think they're that that's it. So, mayor, what do you think?
1: The Best he can, yeah.
2: Um, I definitely agree with Wade on this one here. Um, he does his job, he does everything they ask him to do. Um, now kind of alluding to what Frankie said, you don't see the offense there as much as maybe they expected um, with them coming out of juniors. But I think a lot of that has to do with the guys that he's been paired with as well. Um, for the last couple of years here, he's been the best player on his pair. And it, that doesn't really give him the opportunity to freelance as much as you might, ex- as you might hope that he could. Um, you notice that year with Niskanen, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can almost guarantee you that the offensive numbers were astronomically better because you have a guy like Niskin in there that can kind of hold it, hold it down on the defensive end. Let it, allow him to freelance a little bit on the offensive end, you know, move the puck around and, and do the things that he has the tools to do. But when you don't have that guy to pair him with, you know, it's just it, it can't happen that way. Um, if you listen to interviews of guys like Nick Ledstrom, um, he said that the best thing that Detroit ever did for his career was pair him with a solid defensive defenseman that allowed him to freelance and do the things that he did well. Um, And I think if we can get somebody in here, um, then Ivan Proverb looks completely different. Um, With that being said, um, bust, not at all. Perfect. Uh,
1: Well, I got some stats for us, Um, and I
2: got the year that he
1: played with Niskanen. Which was 2019, 2020, um, 69 games played, 13 goals, 23 assists, 36 points, and a plus-minus of plus 11. It was his second best year since he's been in the in the pros. Now, Jesse and I have gone back and forth um, in agreement to this that, and it kind of goes off what you had said, Mayor. You know. With, well, and now it's like my mind's altering. Like all that pressure that he has and not having a go to guy with him. Now, is it because he's being exposed or is he being asked to do everything? I, he has mistakes, but it's a good point. I'm actually thinking about it. Um, he's a great up, defenseman.
0: Uh, my good friend, he's a very good friend of mine, by the way. I literally talk to him every single day. Greg Montour, uh, Brandon Montour's uncle. Um, they should cut down Pervy's ice time until he gets a reliable defenseman to play with. And to be honest with you, I, I think there's some validity in that because now imagine every year you have someone to play with that that either is on the same wavelength as you or healthy. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, especially with Niskanen, man, that was just it was, it so was incredible. It was, they just it was,
1: slowed the game down so much. It was incredible.
0: And then boom! Now you're here, and now you're putting the role to either train uh, some of these kids, um, or you know, kind of just figure out how to re reevaluate yourself, or, and you know, put yourself in the situation that he's in now. Uh, like Excuse I said, I, I take back what I said about Ivan Provorov. This uh,
2: this is two two in a row. I'm wrong here. So, so um, real quick, just to kind of close it out. Um... When you look at Provy's ice time, um, you have to remember that he's a guy that plays in all situations. Um, granted, he's the best defenseman on the team, and he's expected to play in all situations. But there's not really anywhere that you can really take ice time away from him. So um, yeah, well, I I just don't think that that's feasible. Yeah, you can't.
1: I thought that Rowan is played the way he has, because he's a pair with Proby's most of the year.
0: I think there's more of a uh, – when it comes to Greg, I think it's more of the uh, ice time. And I think the responsibility needs to be taken completely off his shoulders halfway. Half of it needs to be like, dude, we just want you to play. Thanks.
2: Right. Well, I think I think the other half that they were expecting to take off of his shoulders was supposed to fall on Ryan Ellis. And, uh, you know, we all we all know where that's been. Um, now, coming into this season, <laughs> I felt that Provorov and Ellis had the potential to be – one of, if not the best, defensive pairings in the league. Everybody did. Yep. Every other. their the best guys, move.
0: Uh, everyone. Like, missing chick, uh, spitting chick, missing chick, and uh, chick, everybody. Even, even the biggest critic podcast there is out there, which is uh, Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. John they Scott. said that they thought that the Flyers were going to be cup contenders
1: this year. It was the best move that they made in, the, in off season. Was bringing Brian
2: Potential to to come to fruition as well. I, I'm not completely out on the Ellis move yet. So
1: yeah, same. Five years we controlled him for five years. He was going to be the guy to pair up a Provrov and then we're going to be lights out. And with Cam up here now, and potentially next year, I hope Brian Ellis gets healthy for next year. Cam York. Cam, yeah. Uh, oh, Sorry, yeah. I really hope he gets healthy because then if he does it, I'm not going to spend too much time because if he doesn't get healthy and he gets hurt again next year for a lengthy time, you have to consider moving the contract. I'm sorry. I, think it's, I hate that. I can't believe you kept that one. I can't believe everybody. you kept that
0: one. I'm glad everybody can hear it. Um, <laughs> so so. – I'm going to agree with Wade. I'm going to agree with everybody. Like I said, I was wrong. I don't I don't think that they should They should uh, set the trade deadline.
1: Uh, hey, Jesse, what, what, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What was Pro Rob's minutes looking like when he was like in the in juniors? Like, Was he still uh, eating up a lot of minutes? Like, probably not like how he is now. But, I
0: have minutes in front of me. I just have. That's okay.
1: No rush. I'll look it up. I'm just going to show if it was in front of you.
0: Yeah, that the year that I'm talking about, his standout year was –
1: Well, actually, I have Walton up now. So. Let's keep it
0: moving. All right. Next one we got is uh, Scott lawton um, right,
1: um Well, yeah, just bear with me. I'm so sorry about this one. I'm having a little bit of uh, an issue. But Scott Lawton – well, I can tell you right now. Okay. I, Scott Lawton – and I'll bring up the, the actual facts. Scott Lawton plays the game that I think that is best for him – one, because he's always played the same game. He's been that grinder. Um, people kind of expect a little bit more out of him, I think, when he shows that he can score goals. Listen, Philadelphia, you score a couple goals in a row, now you're the big goal scorer. And when you don't do it, it's like, well, he was supposed to be the goal scorer. And, you know, where I'm getting with that, of course. Absolutely. But, um, you know, gritty player, um, you know, I always liked to, I think his contract's incredible as well, which is really big. Um but we're gonna get these uh numbers up immediately right now for what they say about Scott Lawton, because mm-hmm. I happen to think that he's extremely underrated player and I don't think he gets enough credit that um that he actually deserves. But uh, no of course not good. I yeah, good. I'm absolutely good. Two thousand and twelve, round one. Twentieth overall. Now we got a lot of number one good round one uh, picks. I mean, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about that. Twentieth overall. Here we go. This this is from Elite um, Prospects in 2012. A pretty all around player with good leadership abilities, plays a strong two way game and reads the game exceptionally well. Not overly flashy, but can put up some points on the board. Good penalty killer. Skater and likes to play the body. I think that's Scott Lawton. That is Scott Lawton.
0: Anything's changed since then? I'm
1: sorry. What was that? I don't think anything has changed since then. Not not a thing. Cheap deal. I think that was I think that was pretty awesome. I got
0: I got one thing here, which is very 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 exceptional. His highlight year was with uh, the Oshawa Generals in 2013-14. Yep. he had uh, 40 goals, 47 assists, and 87 points in 54 games played. Now, things are different when you get into the AHL and the NHL, obviously. Now, that was the year before he he went to Lehigh. Um, his golden year thus far was, let's see, 39 points for uh, Lehigh Valley. Uh. 19 goals, 20 assists, 30 points in 60 games played. And now this year he's 7 goals, 11 assists, 18 points in 42 games. So I, I'm, I'm going to just say real quick before I hand it over to the mayor, um, I'm starting to see a trend here um, of you – know, I, I don't understand why you – No. Know, his highlight year for the Flyers was in. I can't even depict it because one year he's got 32 points, one he's got
1: 27. But, but you see the numbers of games played, too. So, yeah. 82. Now,
0: it's just, it's it's something, something is happening here when it comes to, to these players. Uh, and it is a scouting report. And, you know, nothing's changed when it comes to Lawton, but. I feel like something something's happening maybe me- mentally or, you know, Scott Lawton is there every night, kind of how uh Proveroff is, and his numbers have drastically declined. And for someone in his position, I don't really know if that has to do with, you know, players around you. I, I don't – you can – Mary, can you touch on that? or.
2: So – I think what's happened with with Lawton and, and as you mentioned, Provorov as well. I, I think at this point they're just products of a losing environment, <sighs> yeah. and That's and amazing. that, I mean, that to me is a hundred percent. I well, maybe not a hundred percent, but it definitely explains for at least a good part, um, you know, the decline and and you know that matches up with those numbers that you just brought up there. Now, I will say this about Scott Lawton. Um, the best of Scott Lawton cannot be found on a stat sheet.
0: Real quick, um, real quick. I just want to show you guys this. This is from our good friend, Greg Montor. We are up on his TV. <laughs> Greg, how do Dude.
2: I look, brother? Nice, nice. We made Back it to the big time. i uh, continue. Sorry, we're good. Sorry, all, right, uh, all good. Use. Um, yeah, no. So the best of Scott Lawton cannot be found on a stat sheet. Um, Scott Lawton is hundred percent the definition of an eye test player. Um, we touched on this, I believe, me and you, Jesse, a little while back. Um, Lawton is just a—he's a big time—he's a big game player. He shows up in big moments, and you know, while he may not be a thirty goal scorer, he's a guy that you know, with the game on the line in overtime it's not necessarily out of character for him to turn into fucking Danny Dangles.
0: Absolutely. Danny Dangles. It happens, it does, it happens randomly, and I love that it happens. Because I, I forget what game. Me, me and Frank were in the penalty box. I hate to call you off. I'm sorry. Um, we're in the penalty box, and, and may I get you over here one night? Um, and all of a sudden, he comes out with this. like I forget what game it was or when it was, but he just dangles, goes through his legs, and we're, we look at each other, we're like, the hell was that? Like, where did that come from? Like, yo, just, yo lots. He pulls it out like <laughs> randomly. He's like, oh, I, and I think when he's, I think I love this word. He's
1: a situational player. A
0: situational <laughs> so Well, situational. He pulls it out. I mean, I think it's a, it's
1: a great. It's a great definition for him because he is a situational player.
2: Right. Well, and I think that kind of goes to um, the one thing that was mentioned in the scouting report that Frankie read, where it said he, he's not overly flashy. And he isn't, but man, when he flashes, he flashes.
0: Well, what do you, so, Wade Ruska. Uh, hopefully, that kid is uh, letting you sleep a little bit there, buddy. We miss you here. Um, well, Lawton Flyers have been playing him. Well, the fly. we we'll just the Flyers have been playing him on the third, fourth line. So we can't really give the guy his rightfully due. He needs to be up on the top two lines. I think there's a little bit of validity to that. That that adds into my my point. I like the, the guys being the grinders on maybe a different, um, a different line. And I don't think that he's a grinder anymore. He stepped up when all their stats were on COVID protocol too. Says Greg Montour. That's also true. I
1: have a good take too, Jess, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. I was done. Were you really done or no?
0: No, I really was. I really was. All right. All right. I was with the mayor. It was the mayor's. The mayor was on on stage, so.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, mayor. No, no, no. You're good, Frank. Go, go ahead. Well, what do you think about this? Because we've been talking about this for a while. Scott Lawton, Zach McEwen, and maybe throw a Limblom in there. Or maybe even a Morgan Frost for a third line. Get Zach McEwen up there. Keep long where he's doing well, but surround them with uh, maybe some better players. He's played with Limblom. I'm sorry, we've been saying it forever. Zach McEwen, if he's plugged into a little bit of a better spot, I think that line has so much potential. You got to call coach. You got to call coach. Sorry, but that Limblom, croakies. Limblom. Oh, I'm sorry, that's was funny. Limblom McEwen. And Lawton, third line.
0: Oh. I had it on my, th- on my old phone. I had I had the, the orbiting offense uh, on my, on my oh. phone. But I right told me to go fuck myself, and that was stupid. So,
1: you know, but that. We hope up the best for him.
2: Yeah, we have, hopefully everything works out. I actually like that idea for a line. Could be worse. Um, and, and I do like that you mentioned leaving him on the third line. Um. Because at the end of the day, um, on a championship team, that's what Scott Lawton is. He's a third line center. Um, oh, they
1: guys do what they can do. Yeah.
2: Now I I do like the idea of um, Lindblom and McEwen over a guy like Frost. Because um, I'm not quite ready to give up on Frost as a center yet. Uh, okay. I, I think if you commit to moving him to the wing, I think you're, uh, I think you're just kind of giving up on that that idea that one day he will be. Um, you know, a a one or a two C frost. Yeah.
1: Hot take, wow. We can only hope really. We can only hope.
2: Well, he's getting what he needs right now. And that's ice time. And and I think by the end of the year, it's been five years, dude, some guys just, so this is a big take of mine. Some guys need time to cook. They need time to season. Um, I'm a big fan of Cajun food. The best jambalaya isn't made in 20 minutes. The best jambalaya is made in four to five hours. And you know what? I think Morgan Frost has the potential to be a four or five hour jambalaya. Give him the time. We expect too much out of these kids. We expect them to come into the league and, and have an immediate impact. And and it's it's just not that way. And it's so recent that we've all kind of developed this mindset.
0: We actually were we were talking about that with Morgan Frost before. Morgan Frost was the first guy that we we had actually debunked in. Um, I I think I think I categorized him, and I'll take I'll take credit for it, Frank. So you don't go down. I'll go down with the ship uh, as a bust because um, the 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 time he he's been brought in always to save the day. Um, you know, he wasn't when he got hurt last year. Though he came right in like maybe second or third game. He hurt hurt himself, and then that was a wrap for him for the entire year. Um, the time that he's been given though is the time it takes for like a goalie to be seasoned. You know, look what happened to Wade Allison take away the, take away the, um, the um, injuries. Uh, Look at, I, I love Connor Bunneman. I love his gameplay. I wish he would score a little bit more, but I mean, look at some of the other, you know, Wade Allison is a perfect candidate because he was brought in to save the day and literally energized the team when he did. Uh, Morgan Frost has had time, 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 and time again to come in and see what he's what he's brought to the table. And at this point, I think the only reason that he's here now is because there is no one else.
2: I do have a rebuttal to that. Oh, um, and good. my rebuttal is Troy Terry. Um, He recently did an interview with Spittin' Checklists. I don't know if you guys listened to it, but um, – In the interview, he mentioned that the first few times that he's brought up in that kind of, you know, save the day role or somebody gets hurt and they call you up. You're so focused on trying to establish yourself in the NHL that maybe you grip the stick a little bit too tight. Um, You have a turnover on your first shift and now you spend the rest of the game trying to make up for the turnover instead of playing your game. Um, And that's kind of always been the Frost thing. He comes up for a week, maybe two. Um, And then he's immediately sent back down. He doesn't get the kind of ice time that he's getting now um, to kind of allow him to showcase his game. So Troy Terry's first appearance in
0: uh, the Ducks organization was 17-18 season, two games, zero, nothing. Nothing nothing happened. Um, Maybe, well, he had two games played. He just didn't get anything. Right. Um, and obviously this year, 2021-22 season, he's got twenty-five goals, fourteen assist sixteen assists, forty-one points in forty-three games played. Um so let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven years um for him. And then you got Morgan Frost is Six years from Morgan Frost. So yeah, there's some, there's definitely a lot of validity to that. Right now, um, I will
2: say one thing: Troy Terry was also an AHL All Star last year. Um, something that Frost obviously was not. So,
0: yeah, that's true.
2: He did have a big AHL year before he came up and uh, had his coming out party in the NHL. Um. And I don't expect anybody to have this information, and I kind of I do want to move on to
0: our next guy, but um, I don't know if if Troy Terry was ever put in the situation as these kids either. Though, like Troy Terry, this year was his like soft his freshman year of was oh, breakout year, I guess you would say, um, and he wasn't put in a situation where it's like here's the playoffs, like figure this out. Uh, I don't think Morgan Frost ever was either, so. Yeah, I mean there's there's like I said, there's some mystery when it comes to what's going on with these players. Um it could it's be situational.
1: Well
0: it could be getting hurt, it could be it could be anything. I mean, there's definitely something going on. Um Wader Ruska Jr. says, uh, how about Mayu? This guy is out of nowhere. Yeah, you really want to do that? Well, I don't want to do that. And uh Greg Monto, I agree with the mayor, he was also brought up when A V was the coach as well.
2: Mm. One not- final point, and then I'll let you move on, Jess. Um, sure. I think our viewpoint on Frost is also a little bit skewed because of the success that Farabee's had so early. I have to disagree. Well, they they could be two different players. I mean, Farabee yeah. they're, they're, they're two different players, but they were both first-round picks in the same draft class, and they were kind of billed as, hey, this is going to be our first line five years from now.
0: Well, I think that that line, what you just said, it are things that just should never be said. You can't, you can't title these kids, and that's kind of the point of this entire exercise that we're doing right now. Is these these kids are brought in and being titled as these guys that are supposed to do certain jobs instead of being, you know, molded in the AHL and then coming up to the NHL and being what they are naturally supposed to be. Frank, what do you what do you got?
1: Uh, that- the mayor kind of inspired me, so um, just real quick, and we obviously if you want to move on, I pulled up Joel Farabee's Elite Prospects, if you don't mind, uh, Jesse. Go right ahead. Okay. Joel Farabee, by the way, only 925000 Uh cap it. 2018, another first round, 14th overall, okay? This is what I, ISS Hockey 2017 says about Joel Farabee. Dangerous two-way forward who uses his legs and IQ to make something happen, both shifts. Now I can understand when you kind of mayor with and don't make me no, I mean I don't want to interrupt you, Mayor. I'm sorry. When you bring when you bring in players like Farabee and you see what he does, wow, we hit on this guy. Wow, we hit on Provarov. Nothing can go wrong. I think it's more of a ignorant mindset from this from the people that are being are of these players. Oh, we hit on this guy, we hit on that guy, and now you bring up someone like Frost who doesn't work out. <laughs> oh, the, 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 we don't want him to ruin the reputation. Send him down for a while. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: I also think there's, there's, there's some validity in weak dra- drafts as well, which I'm not categorizing that as. But I do think that there's a problem with the drafting system and that problem only being uh, just shut the fuck up and don't tell people what they're supposed to be and just let them form into whatever player they're going to be. So therefore, you're never wrong. You can give a scouting report of what they've done but don't give a scouting report of what you think they're gonna do because it hasn't really worked out in the past I don't know how many years. I mean, you could put you could say any number of of years in the past and it really hasn't worked out in the past 10 years, and it could be right.
1: Well, the totally prospects that they should just shut down, man. Jess.
0: It's, just it's just it's just be quiet. Um, moving on. Um, we got our, our good friend uh Wade Allison.
1: Um yeah, this was one I was really um, excited about. Um, you know, he's one of those players that I've watched since he came in. Um, obviously always uh, sending him the best on and uh, getting better and uh, getting back to uh, playing some hockey. He's a player that we love. I mean, Jeff, how many times have we talked about Wade Allison and his game? So here we go. I love this guy. <laughs> I can't wait till he's healthy, dude. If I could just say for the record, he was my Joel Faraby this year. He was the guy that I had coming in and putting up 25. We're busting his ass every shift. He was my my guy that taking – like I was so upset when, that, when he got hurt that uh, training camp. Wade Allison drafted 2016 second round pick 52. Now I'll say for the record, the elite prospects had him um going at 50-52. Maybe uh, right around there. So we hit on that. Now, we have a lot of info here. And um, I don't know if you have it in front of you, Jess. I'll do my best to uh, keep it rocking and rolling. But I'll hit you with what what said. Because there is some uh, dudes and don'ts that they don't like about this. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. Allison is a true power forward. He'll likely slide over to the wing full-time as a pro with a ceiling as a second or third-line winger that plays hard, Gritty game. Chips in some offense with his toughness around the net. He'll head to Western Michigan next season, but that's replayed. Allison will likely play two or three years of college before signing a pro contract. The power forward. He's a power forward, or as we suggested to call him, the torpedo. Um, if you want to just pick it up. I mean, that's why I call him, and I hope that you would agree. He is a torpedo. Um, if you want to take it from there, I can take a breather in about over the next part of that they don't like about.
0: Um, he's got a, he's got a tough, he's got a tough stat sheet here because, um, you know, he started off with a Tri-City Storm in the USHL in 2014-15 and he is categorized as a player for the Flyers this year, um, with only one game played and with a negative one. Um, but we know how that happened. I mean, we know what what happened to that. He got hurt. Um, it's funny that you said that you wanted him to come in and, um, and get 25 goals when he hasn't done that since 2015-16. That was his highest goals ever. Um, And since then, his highest one was uh, a couple years later in 2017-18 for Western Michigan uh, at 15 goals, 15 assists, 30 points at 22 games played. So – Wade Allison is a very difficult person to debunk when it comes to a, a scouting report because he really hasn't played that much at a high-level high hockey. That's like the AHL or the NHL. Um, I, I love the his stats for, for uh, college hockey, though. I'm much more for
2: college hockey.
1: Is it obvious for the girls? <laughs>
2: You took a cheap shot. Do I got to go get my USA hockey jersey? I'll get
0: mine. You want to do it? He he has good stats where where, where he has consistent stats. But um, games played, you know, 2021-20 or 2021, he only played 14 games. The following year was 10, then seven, then one. I mean, it's definitely diminished, and that's obviously
1: because of – injury. I mean that was when he brought it was brought up later in the year. Yeah, I, yeah. I love
0: the guy to death. I literally I, I it's gotta stay healthy fella. But at this point he's not a boss you can't give him a boss. can't give him a, a a plus either. Um I think if he's if he gets a good uh health stint going on he, you're gonna really see a lot from this guy and you know you gotta have mayor.
2: Right. Um Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's not really enough there. There's not a big enough sample size to really tell what the guy is. I mean, so I I have a little baseball comparison. Um, I I would say um, Roman Quinn, former Philadelphia Phillies outfielder. Um, When he played, he he showcased some great ability, some great speed. Um, Not necessarily that great with the bat, but um, he couldn't stay healthy. It was like every time he touched the field, he got hurt. And, you know, we're starting to see, you know, obviously not to that extent with Allison, but he's definitely a guy that that has struggled to stay healthy. And um, I'm with you guys. There is no bigger fan of Wade Allison than us three on this podcast right now. Um, but we, we just need to see more. Uh, and, and I think that's really all you can say is um, he, he's definitely left us wanting more, um, but through no fault of his own. I can't believe we've been
0: doing
1: this show for almost an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the other stuff, will, I mean, we only got one more guy, and I think that's going to be uh, the
1: great stuff. I mean, this is why we're doing this.
0: Well, it's, it's, it has to be the, I mean, we'll get into that after, after yeah, we do yeah. it. <laughs> I, I agree with, I agree with Frank. I agree with the mayor. I mean, Frank, I don't even think you gave a take there, but you know, I agree with I it. I just, I just read <laughs> the other <that>, <laughs> Yeah, that's all. um,
2: Let's, let's talk it. Well, he was too busy drooling over how much he loves Allison. He's, that's, that's what I got out of it.
0: I don't think – I think uh, I'm more of a fan than he is, to be honest. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, we're I'm a fan a I mean, I have my two guys who I've re- – well, three, really, that I've really like to focus on. Who I'm a huge – well, the, the, the insider, apparently.
0: Well, I mean, I've, I've taken it to a personal level at this point. So Of I mean, course.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: Tough to get out of, but um, – yeah, and, and you're gonna see him come out. You're gonna see him coming out. I think torpedo is a good, a good, you know, good nickname for him. But at the same time, he's got to stay healthy. You know, um, obviously, I'm not gonna release information to me and him talk to you about like personally. But you know, he's gonna come back. He's gonna be ready to rock and roll, and you're gonna see uh, probably soonish. You know, we'll see what happens. But he's a, he's gonna come out when we're gonna need him, and and hopefully he stays healthy. I mean, so. We're rooting for Wade Allison. we got to, you know, got to...
2: Uh, I hope to smoke a torpedo with the torpedo one day.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: oh, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you do, Mayor. I'm sure you do. Um,
0: with that being said, uh, our final one uh, is Flyers Captain... Claude um, <clears throat> and I don't want any water work. So, Frank, let me get my report first before you go.
1: Um, I, ju- I got the Kleenex as we speak.
0: Okay. Um, obviously, he's drafted first round, 2006 entry-level draft, 22nd overall. Um, so, he, <clears throat> he's a very, very um, interesting subject when it comes to Scouting report. I don't have the scouting report in front of me. Frank has that. Um, I did see something I didn't know that in 2012 and 13 he played for the Berlin Polar Bears. I didn't Bill know that. Yeah. So it's, I just incredible. Oh, was
2: that the lockout year?
0: I I, I think so. Um, that would be the only excuse, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because he was he was up in 2010 on that um, on uh, that terrible Cup team. Not terrible. Why? But, you know, what Terrible he, circumstances.
1: It was terrible. Oh, oh, like uh,
2: terrible isn't like what happened. Not.
1: It was the Assistant team. Captain, I believe. I, I believe he was Assistant Captain.
0: Okay, put put it away. Relax. Relax. Um. So, the, this is going to debunk This these stat sheets are going to debunk a little bit of what's what's being said in the in the media and and the the fan base when it comes to what he is. So what what I have here is highlight year for points is 2006 and 2017-18. So in 2006, he had 106 points. Oh, no, that's not true. In 2007, 112 for the Gatineau Olympics. And then Uh, 2017, 18, he had 120 points. He had 34 goals, 68 assists. Wow. 82 games played. Um, and now this year he has 15 goals, 20 assists, 35 points, 42 games played. Wow. Wow. This is, this is a very difficult one to debunk, uh, He has been a negative for most of – in the plus minus, he's been a minus for most of his career with the Flyers. Um, The big one that I see is – well, actually, wait. I would say for about half, yeah. He's been, you know, negative 15 in Um, 2016-17. But with that being said, um, he he wasn't with the Phantoms for very long. One goal, one assist, two points in 2007. And then 2008-9, he had 17 goals, 17 assists, 34 points in 33 games played. So before I give my take, I kind of, Frank, I want to to hear the scouting report. And then I want to hand it over to the mayor. Yeah, yeah. His thing. Sounds good. This is very, uh, very interesting.
1: Yes, it is. And if I, if you don't mind, um, after I get the scouting report and Bayer, do you mind if I kind of have my take at the end?
2: No, go for it. Thank you. I'll let my No,
1: no, absolutely. absolutely. Claude Drew. drafted in 2006, first round, 22nd overall. Claude Giroux's greatest talent is his playmaking ability, boasting excellent hands and great vision. The diminutive winger is able to use his quick skating ability to turn something out of nothing. Drew, despise his size advantage, does not mind getting his nose dirty and will stand in to take a hit in order to make a play. He does not get bodied often, but the shifty winger is agile enough to avoid checks on a regular basis. This is from Hockey's Future. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll wait.
0: I handed it over to Mayor for that. Now, I don't know if you know why I'm handing it over to you, but I,
2: I think I got an idea. Okay, good. Um, I do have another idea too. By the way, Frank, maybe we are maybe we bring your camera angle up just a little bit to calm down the talking with the hands. You are so you are so Italian. I love it. Um-
0: <laughs> he is he is the you know, is- oh, man or Chris Mayor. So I mean, you see where he got that from?
2: Oh yeah. So something I didn't know about G that was actually in that um, scouting report. I didn't know that he played wing and junior. Um, Now, overall, I mean, G has come such a long way from the 2006 draft where Bobby Clark didn't even know who the fuck we were drafting. Um, Claude Giroux has been one of the best flyers of all time. And granted, that list isn't all that long but he's up there as far as, as far as I'm concerned, he's a top five flyer of all time. And, you know, really the organization has just done a terrible job at putting talent around him. Um, you mentioned that 17, 18 season, which, um, if we're all being completely honest here, he should have won the Hart trophy that year. And the only reason he didn't is because Taylor hall drug, an abysmal Jersey devils team to the playoffs. Um, and honestly, I I feel like if he had won the Hart Trophy that year, I think the conversation around Claude Giroux is completely different um, than that which we have today.
0: <sighs> That's why I handed it over to you. <clears throat> kind of.
1: Frank, All
0: right. He's going to
1: cry. He's going to cry. No, 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 I'm actually about to get Frank the Tank back in a minute. Okay, right, so – no, all right, babe. He's what just Um, so everything you said, I don't even have to say. You're 100% right. Uh, it's, it's just, I get so pissed off about this, this conversation because of the morons and the fan base. Exactly what you said. He would have probably won the heart trophy. Just get him some talent. Once again, if he would have had someone that could score a goal, shoot first mentality, maybe as in a Patrick Kane, we would never be having this conversation, ever, ever. He would have won probably about two or three MVPs. Or number one, number two, and Patrick Kane would have been up there. We would have won cups. I mean, we can't guarantee it, but you had him one point, and I think it might have been the big year that he had all those points or multiple great games. You had him paired with that Reed. That guy should be bagging groceries to bath mark.
2: No, come on. He could at least be a skating coach at Bemidji State. Mayor,
1: or- mayor, I wouldn't <laughs> even have mayor, I wouldn't even have him roll your cigars. Okay? He should be down at the fish market. No disrespect. He's an NHL player. But he's yeah, not question. anymore. Exactly. I actually think I saw him on the corner with one of those signs that said change. Put a question mark upside down. And a and a and a the letter that said three. I don't know what that is. Well, I've been saying it forever. You get talent around. I mean, look at look at the year he's having. He leads the team at points. Is and he hasn't really played with Kane Atkinson all that well. I mean, all that much more now. But he's having a good year. Everybody knows how I feel about Drew, but I'm going to end it with this: changes needed, not because of the way culture has been with this with this franchise. Because changes need it. I'm not saying I want. I wish him to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, that's. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Flyers, part of the media. I'm a Flyers fan. I wish Claude Giroux the best when he goes, but I want the Flyers to win a Stanley Cup. It's time for the change. It's time to, it's time to trade Claude Um That is that is not a fanboy. That is someone that covers this team. You have to now bring in the new faces of the franchise. He has been incredible. And I get personal with it because of the way it was thrown at him. This kid was 19 and came in a year and, and they said, hey, you're the new captain. We just traded away the two best players. Could you imagine what that could do? Like, oh, oh, okay. And then not to run any talent with him. He was here for 10, 12 years. And then the owner of the company, Ed Snyder, passes away. And you're watching the, everything crumble around you. You have no talent. You're, the owner is gone. There's no there's no leadership at most. And all you're hearing is in the media about and with the fans of how much you suck because you don't score goals. And I'll end it with this. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I'll never change my mind. It's absolute bullshit. And people that say he sucks, trade him, take away him the see You know what? You don't know shit about hockey. You know nothing about hockey.
2: That's all I got and through all of it he's been consistent. Exactly.
1: I'm Are you good. you good? You good? Yeah,
2: I'm good. I you would like to pose a question. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You um you bring up the uh, Richards and Carter trades. Yeah. Um and I say trades because a lot of people seem to forget that they were two separate trades. At yeah, yeah, um, same time. <laughs> right. Um how different do you feel Giroud's career could have been had they held on to say Jeff Carter.
1: Uh, I'm going to answer. It, Jesse. Remember, when I asked this question not long ago on air when we talked about if we would have still had that. So Jeff Carter, Even if you move we'll on
2: from Richards, just hang on the car.
1: Yeah. Jeff Carter. So you're looking at a line like this, probably. And we'll say early on, like a Carter's a little older now. Jeff Carter, Claude Giroud, and probably Sean Couturier, or Jeff Carter, Claude Giroud. And a fair be. Huh. Stanley Cup, you're winning one. You're winning one because you have a goal scorer. You still have a goal score. Jeff Corner had a hat trick last year in the playoffs. He's still a goal scorer. You never gave it to him. And I saw the, um, our good friend uh, mentioned the Vorachek comment, and obviously I dive into that. And this is my take on that. Voracek was a good player on a shitty team. They put him in position to do something he never could do. He's never had more than 25 goals in a season, and you want this guy to score goals. You had two playmakers passing the puck to each other. You're not going to get goals. Shoot, 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 shoot. Well, maybe they should have someone on the line that, that can shoot or will shoot first. You set this, you set these guys up to fail. You had one of the greatest players in the franchise history and you gave him shit. I think we would have won to come if I answered the question. I think we okay. got one.
2: Um, also, by the way, uh, third best player in the uh, Metropolitan Division, which has held um, three of the faces of the NHL for the last 15 years.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's anybody's arguing the fact that Claude, besides Jake, Jake will argue it. Yeah, he um, Jake will definitely argue it. Um, I, I think, and that, that no one's arguing that he's one of the best players in the league. I mean, it, it, the players don't aren't going to lie when they say when so many of them will say Claude Giroux is the best player in, in league, like one of the best yeah, players. Yeah. In the league. Best. people on other teams, people on on uh. Uh, you know, rival teams—they say it. Uh, they're not going to say that if it's not true. But with with both of your points uh, taken into account, I think this is an absolute fumble by the the franchise. Because what happened here is they looked at Claude Giroux's 2006 to 2007 season with the Gatineau Olympique when he had 40. He had 48. oh what is happened?
1: I don't know what is that. Bear. Is that the phone
0: going off? There. Sorry. Yeah. You have him with his goals, 48 goals, 64 assists with 112 points. And then the next that year he's on the Phantoms. It has never been the same since that year. And, and they pulled the trigger and and they they dropped the ball. Um, because every single year after that, or even before that, he was a playmaker he's got 64 assists two years in a row 69 points 63 points before he came to the phantoms so like in a way they didn't drop the ball but in a way you really didn't have enough to even to even bring him in for what you thought he was brought in for because then he went back to the olympics and had a, a season of 38 goals 68 assists Hundred and six points in fifty-five games played. So every wow. the three years that he played for the Olympics, he had 60, 60 assists, uh, thirty to fifty goals, and and sixty uh, games played with a hundred points in each season. So it's kind of a double-edged sword situation, in my opinion. That they they he really did. They didn't. They, they took him too early. One. Brought him up. He was drafted way too early, in my opinion, because you didn't have the stats and you didn't have the uh, enough years in a lower league to see what he was going to become. Because if you look at these stats, he is a he he he's both. He's an all around player. I don't think he was given the due diligence and the time that he needed to develop into what player he wanted to be in the AHL or the NHL. And when they brought him in, he came in to be what they told him they needed him to be. And he was never that person. And in in my, but the main point of my take is Claude Giroux was drafted to the wrong team. He should have never been a Philadelphia flyer. He should have been drafted to another team. He shouldn't have been drafted to the flyers.
2: And two great
1: episodes.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Um, great show, by the way. Um, and to that, um, it, it's also been made um, a lot of people have been made aware recently, um, to to your point of him being drafted too uh too early. Um that year the Flyers had somebody else in mind. Um and I believe he was drafted at eighteen by the Los Angeles Kings. No. Yeah the same Los Angeles Kings who had just plucked Ron Hextall from the Flyers scouting department and made him assistant general manager. Now I forget who that player was. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, but if you watch that draft, you could almost see Bobby Clark kind of leering at Hextall, you know, knowing that they drafted the player that the Flyers had wanted. Um, and to that, I think it kind of ensued a little bit of panic, and and maybe that is why he was drafted in the position that he was. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad pick. He's still one of the better players out of that draft class, and you're right. It, it's been an absolute fumble fuck by the organization as a whole. Um, I mean, to- it,
0: with that, with you, with your point, it, it's messed up because he only played two. Uh,
1: so 35, 33. I have the draft
0: up, by the way. Thirty eight games in the AHL for the Phantoms. He had zero time to to culminate. Like like you said, you know, it takes time to, to. He was regardless whether I believe that that's true or not. Like I said with the goalies, he had zero amount of time to culminate into anything that he should have been trying to get over that AHL hump uh, into the NHL. That's. And what he was given and what he did is absolutely amazing um, with a team that literally gave nothing back. Go ahead, Frank.
1: Um, I got the draft up. Uh, got it up right, right off the bat, just like that. So, Perfect. obviously, Claude drew 22. About, say who it was. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the Kings had drafted this player. Now, what about? Was he somebody the Flyers were looking at before I tell you who it is?
2: Yes. Um, again, um, Hextall was a, a crucial part of the. Flyers scouting department prior to this draft, and he knew exactly where the Flyers wanted to go with that pick. Okay,
1: so I'll give it to you. So um, Number 11, the Kings had a pick, and they picked Jonathan Bernier. Um, and now, number se- pick number 17, the Los Angeles Kings got a draft pick from Edmonton, from Minnesota. So they were now on the board at number 17, and they drafted Trevor Lewis, who I, like, if they would have took him, I don't know.
2: I believe Trevor Lewis was the player. Yeah, well, that's how we did it. and that's why, and right, exactly. Well, and that's why I couldn't remember the name off the top of my head. Right? Yeah. So
0: you're saying they were going to get Trevor Lewis, but they went with Giroud instead.
2: Um, that's what's been talked about. <sighs> oh, whether God. it's true or not, um, whether that's just people making a mountain out of a molehill with the recent beef between Hextall and Bobby Clark, I don't know. Um, but that's just something that's been thrown around. Yeah, oh, look at this draft.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen too. So, I mean, especially with him probably, and in my opinion, probably leaving right when the, the they get off the All Star break or right before the the trade deadline. I do think that's when you're going to see Giroud make his move. Um, yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hear a bunch of shit that's like kind of like you know. Not true, but there could be some validity to that. And that might be you know, the glare that you saw may have been Bobby Clark. Like, why would we even go after that guy? We're going after Drew? you know, like
2: right. Absolutely.
0: Brian,
1: go ahead. Yeah, I'm um, it's kind of off topic, but just oh, sorry, Jess. Oh, go ahead. Um I'm just looking at the draft. So our next pick was actually Andre's nodal. So that's <laughs> We passed up on Milan Lucic, uh, Rogers. two. should have got Yodel.
2: Like the the chocolate bar? Yodels?
1: I don't know who that
2: is. You Uh, stopped the show for Nodal? Yeah, for real. (laughs) Anyway, moving on.
0: Uh, That ends the segment of, uh, I guess, what we were doing with uh, (laughs) the, uh, the prospects we thought they were and what they ended up being. Um, and we're going to we're gonna move pretty smoothly here since we're already an hour and 10 minutes. Um, bring it to our Down the Well segment. And uh, our Down the Well segment is – did you just put the finger up already?
1: No, I was just oh, off. I put myself on mute. Oh, you're going to die.
0: Um, this segment of Down <laughs> the Well is brought to you by Iceworks Complex in Aston. We're going to be doing – a pretty cool uh, thing for Ice, war, ice Wars um, in April. And it's going to be cool. We're all going to be in top shelf. We're going to be doing our thing, drinking beers. We're going to be have a bunch of raffles, which Frank's allowed to have his raffles. And we're going to have some uh, cool merch for uh, Ice Wars. It's going to be cool. Gonna be, you're going to start seeing us wear some of uh, our Ice Wars stuff soon. So it's going to be awesome. We'll get uh, Frank an extra large because, you know, he's ripping through these larges. Um, that being said, uh, all Star Game recap: Metropolitan Division wins five three. Now I had I don't know if you guys have the uh, if uh, we're, we're all involved in fantasy, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I personally am not. Uh, I just don't have the time to devote to it. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's okay. Okay. Well, anyway, gives, I know you're
2: a busy guy, Jess. Busy guy. Yeah.
0: Um. With that being said, there's a there's a part that um <clears throat> it give it lets you like. You know, bet bet on or pick. You know the the events that happen in the all the tricks competition and all that. I did seven out of five. I did, but I did pick the match. Yeah, but I, whatever. I, I lived. Whatever. Um, I was two hundred and thirty something out of like a thousand or something. Um, <clears throat> but um, I did pick for them to win, which they were like six percent that they were supposed to win, and they and they won. I don't know why. I mean, the the best players were really. I mean, what's the what's the West Coast have two players? You know, I remember mean, David Drys. I believe um, Anything on the All Star game besides you know the, the Metro winning and everything? But I mean, you got to see some cool stuff there in the tricks, Mary. You got anything any highlights in that?
2: Um, you know, honestly, um, I, I talked about this on my show. I I feel like All Star Weekend in general, um, while it isn't perfect, I think um, pretty much the whole thing is a highlight reel. Um, it showcases the game. It showcases what we all love about the game. Um, the skills competition's great. Um, I do think they could add some other events. Uh, I know Jeff Merrick mentioned on, uh, 32 thoughts with Elliot Friedman. He'd like to see maybe the uh, fastest backwards skater contest. Um, I for one am co-signing cool. that.
1: I That's would cool. love
2: to see some of these mobile defensemen get in on that. Um, but honestly, I'm a huge fan of the All-Star game itself, um, and I know not everybody is. Um, I am for the pure reason that I feel like the All-Star game is exactly what three-on-three hockey is supposed to be. Um, it's, it's like an old Tyson fight, just throwing haymakers back and forth at each other, um, high scoring affair, and, and again, it just showcases the level of skill that these guys have and where the league is today. Um, in a way that I don't think you get to see much anymore, because of the salary cap and because there's 32 teams in the league, um, and the league in a way has sort of watered itself down through expansion.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually one of those people that didn't uh, wasn't a fan of the, uh, the All Star game itself, but um, yeah, I'm a huge. I was actually a huge fan of actually seeing it, uh, especially. I, I, I'm a big fan that they had Tom Wilson go instead of Um, uh, Ovechkin. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he Actually, did really well, too. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the tricks. I mean, you get Trevor Zegers in there. If you're not a Trevor Zegers fan, you suck, dude. Like, anybody that says that he's not good for the game, I mean, he was pulling um, – does he keep that on his stick one hand? I have no idea. Don't incredible. at
2: me, John Tortorella.
0: Oh, add right, John Totoro. He got Twitter. I'll light him
2: up. <laughs> um, no, I'm he, telling him not to at us.
0: <laughs> uh, oh,
2: don't at me. You're invalid on this point. You're a fucking dinosaur.
0: T Rex arms. Short arms. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, I think it was. I think it was great. Everything was great. Jack Hughes was really good too. I don't know if anyone noticed him. Um, I'm, I wasn't really a Jack Hughes fan. Until, like, recently. That kid's awesome. I, I really didn't give him his due diligence. Uh, I'm a huge Jack Hughes fan. <clears throat> but, yeah. But, I don't know. Um We do have our – can we have a beauty of the week? Is it possible? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Why is his beaut of the week? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it to Claude Drew. I'm gonna give it to Claude Giroux. Um, you know he could be the beauty of the week, and also we'll 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 do both of them. Do the the milestone tracker as well, just because you know <clears throat> this was his um, seventh time as All Star, uh, and he was the MVP of of the All Star. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're gonna give it to somebody, you gotta you gotta give it to him, right? I mean
1: they don't Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes had a, a pretty, oh. pretty incredible two, three goals and one assist and two points in the championship. I mean, it was close, definitely. Yeah, very, close. very close.
0: Very close. So, um, look, I don't give Drew much credit most of the time. This is an episode where I'm kind of giving him it all. I'm giving it all to him because, I mean, he deserved it. You got to give it to him, when, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Claude Drew is my beauty of the week. Uh, Mayor, you got a you know, beauty of the week. There wasn't much hockey, so
2: um, no, it wasn't much hockey at all. Um, and I'm going to tell you that I agree with you. And I will also say, because I know my uh, my dear Italian friend in the upper right corner there, uh, I got a feeling this one's going to be unanimous.
1: I was doing a lot of thinking. And oh boy. I, had, I had a couple of in the week. But um, I'm going to go call it He deserves it.
2: Ready. For some reason, I don't believe that you were doing any thinking about that. I actually don't even know how to spell thinking. <laughs> it was it was
0: um with that being said, that's goes to the segments we got. Um we do have upcoming games, our upcoming game segment. We call it a segment, is uh sponsored by i iLily i is the newest uh sponsor of Ultimate Sports Network. Uh, go to www.ilily.co iLily i is spelled is pronounced eye as in your eye and then lily it's it's pretty easy um it's a really good recording uh app that we're using now me and frank uh and now that we got the ducks next season at some point you know in the press box mike or ducks and bucks uh you know I got Kyle uh, well I want to call him well Wellsford I don't know if I'm saying that right. Well, um, well, well, it right
1: Wallaceford
0: getting him maybe into, into the press box on Tuesday with the coyotes game Uh, this is going to be a big thing for people in the media. Um, you you record, you record about 15 seconds. You can put a picture up, you can, you know, and then you can share it to social media. It's just really easy, uh, to share things. And it's your voice. It works out really well. It's taken off really big with TSN in Canada. Uh, go to your whatever app store, Google play store, or just your app store, download it. It's free. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm getting really friendly with, uh, Charles from iLily. Uh, a lot of we're, we're working together to kind of make this thing pretty big a lot of cool features are about to come um mayor i suggest you guys you could probably get you guys hooked up with that as well
2: yeah, uh, uh yes i noticed you guys starting to use it and um i love the idea love the platform um and i definitely intend on using it
1: it's incredible because i see it i love it mean, we love it it's it's just a good it's i love it yeah, it's awesome highly recommend
0: very much recommended. You know, we you know, get on there, rip your voice. All of us on the Center are going to be using it. You guys should, too. Um, with that being said, we're just going to rip through this. Uh, the Flyers versus the, uh, the Red Wings uh, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Me and Frank will be there. It'll be my return back to the barn. I'll be up in the press box. Come say hello if you don't want to, you know, talk to me. I understand if I don't want to talk to you. I will be talking to my good friend, Wade Allison. We're going to be talking and ripping it up a little bit. Um <clears throat> We do have the Red Wings again on Saturday. A little, little afternoon action, twelve o'clock. Yeah, maybe right. we'll, uh, I know it's Charlotte's birthday. Maybe we won't. So, um, not for that. Um, and then we have uh, the Flyers versus the Pens Tuesday at seven p.m. Uh, Good stretch. Flyers Wednesday. Flyers Alley Wednesday is kind of on a hiatus right now. We're going to go on getting <coughs> up and rolling again, Mayor. I'm sorry for the uh, inconvenience um be let me get um let me get your guys uh takes here we got red wings red wings pens what's the record what's the record gonna be mayor We're good to you
2: um you know what i i really hope that they can kind of capture some of that momentum we had um going into the all-star break um i i gotta say i, I i'm feeling two and one here um i think we split with detroit and um you know what? Throw the records out the window when we play the Penguins. Um, I will pick the Flyers to beat the Penguins every single time.
0: I think you're getting the, the same record out of me as well. I think we're going to win one, leave one against the, the Red Wings, and I think we're going to take it to the Penguins. I think we owe it to uh, – or they owe it to us. I don't think we owe it to anybody. <laughs> no,
1: we owe, they owe it to the fans, and I called you as soon as I walked in that door – and said, "Dude, this place is filled with cockroaches." The Pens fans took over the Wells Fargo Center.
2: Yeah, I was at that back. game also. There was about oh, right. probably, yeah. yeah, I think there was like six or seven Penguins fans in my section, and I I wanted to throw up. Definitely so
0: did it. I, I can't go. The last time I was at a Penguins game, was with my my wife, uh, and we were asked to sit down because we actually got Crosby's attention and flipped them off. Uh, we, were at the, we were in the 100 section and literally right behind their bench, and I was just chirping all, the whole time. But Linz actually got up and flipped them. It was amazing. It was great. Great bonding moment. Um, one of the officers in the Philadelphia Wells Fargo Center told us to sit down that we can't do that. Get your shit together, bro, because you're lucky I don't go now. I don't go now. I'm up, I'm upstairs with a special one. Um, but, yeah, I think you're going to get uh, one win, one loss, and then we're going to take it to the pens. Frank, what you got for me?
1: I, I I I was thinking about it. as You guys were talking, and this team's been playing pretty well. Um, three now, wow! Three now, they're gonna win all three. I got a feeling. I got a feeling, and I got a feeling that first game we come back. I'm thinking about a like a five two blowout of Detroit. Close game of a second one, maybe an overtime winner. Scott Loulton's going to get the overtime winner in that second game. And then that third game against the Pens, I got Claude Giroux with two points. Atkinson stays strong, and I got a good feeling that Carter Hart's coming in and shut the door down. 3-0, quote it right now, 3-0 for the Flyers.
0: And with that being said, I think you do have to play Carter Hart first game, let Jones play second game, and then let Carter Hart play the Pittsburgh game. Yeah, guys?
2: 100%. That's awesome. why we know sports. Why we're
0: the best. That's why we're the best. Fucking best. Number three flyers pod in uh yeah you know, the world. So anyway, um, with with you know John Street it's close and at uh, fourth, close to fourth. Um with that being said, um like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash flyers alley on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod one, Instagram at Flyers Alley, go to ww.oports.com and check out all the great articles find your way to all of our pods and we got some really good information up there as well um again if you need some work done go talk to frank uh buy tell him the admiral yeah
1: especially if there was a tornado
0: if there was a tornado yeah and also we're gonna we're gonna pull up the uh facebook.com slash ice wars international the twitter and instagram is at ice is war and go to www.iwifights.com. We're going to have a lot of information for you coming soon. Um, Mary, you can go ahead and plug your show.
2: Absolutely. Um, first, I just want to say um, I cannot wait for Ice Wars. Um, I am going to be the biggest cheerleader of this. Um, it's everything that made me fall in love with hockey, the toughness, the tenacity, the grit, all being showcased. Um, can't wait to see that. Um and uh, yeah, guys, make sure uh, to check out John Street Hockey. Uh, we're actually going live tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna have a little show going on 8 p.m. tomorrow, uh, live with special guest and friend of the show, Jason Mertitis. Um, Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at John Street Hockey. That's at John ST Hockey. Um, go ahead, follow my Twitter as well at John Street Mayor. Give us a like on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash John Street Hockey. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. That's uh, YouTube.com/slash John Street Hockey.
0: Not the button. Not to, I totally forgot that we have a YouTube channel as well. I won't plug it though, but I don't want to bite off. Um, with that being said, um, I don't know what you guys have going this week. Uh, obviously, we got some flyer stuff uh, tomorrow. We're talking to a beer sponsor, so again, we're gonna try to hook up everybody. Um, Everybody's going to be doing well soon with all the good things that are happening here. So, Mayor, thank you so much for coming on. Um, We'll always have you on here. Old City Sports Network loves the mayor and loves joint street hockey.
2: Anytime, Uh, boys. I appreciate you having me. Love the show. Love the network. Love the website, by the way. Um, Just primo the way it's laid out, all the shows, great articles. Um, Seriously, you guys are doing a great job over there. Huge fans. Of the thank old city sports you, network. We
0: appreciate it. If it wasn't for Jess Hess, you know it wouldn't look the way it was, and it wouldn't be laid out that way. So everyone, give her uh give her a follow on Twitter at uh, Jess Hess Express. Um, with that being said, again, thanks for coming on, Frank. Thanks for getting your voice under control today. Um, we'll be uh, broadcasting from Delaware soon, so everyone, um, tune in next week. Uh, we'll give you some content during the week, and everybody have a good rest of your weekend.
2: Cheers.
1: Cheers. You with you tell me
0: situation. Hey everybody, Jesse here from Flyers Alley and owner of Old City Sports Network. We have a brand new sponsor, I Go to www.ilily.co and start ripping out some quality recordings. Me and Frankie James are up in the press box ripping these things out every time we're at the game. Go to your app store, Google Play Store, whichever phone you have, Android or iPhone, and download the free app now and start ripping these bad boys out. We use it at Old City Sports Network, and you guys should too.